You're listening to Join the Losers Bench, a bariatric surgery podcast. A show for people who want to take control and get healthy, or for people that have already taken the leap and want inspiration and support to continue being healthy and successful in their weight loss journey. If you are contemplating bariatric surgery, this is the place for you. Being a loser is not a good thing though, right? Not here. Losers are winners here. Not just losers, but anyone wanting to join the losers bench are also winners here. On each episode, we'll take you through all the ups and downs, the challenges, the wins, the sheer bliss you feel from gaining control of your life. We'll also have the pleasure of hearing from industry professionals, such as bariatric surgeons, dietitians, psychologists, sports physios, and patients' experiences alike about this journey, giving you the insights and opportunity to be informed and to help you be successful on your own journey. Without further ado, welcome your host and fellow loser, Navani. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Join the Losers Bench. I really do sincerely hope that um, you're all finding the information on this podcast useful and very beneficial to you. My intention is just to give you some information on tips and tricks I have accumulated in the last seven months post my operation. So hopefully you can use my experience as a jumping off point for your own journey. Today we will be talking about the importance of hydration after weight loss surgery and I will also talk you through how important it is to stay hydrated in those initial days just after surgery. Um, We'll also talk about the consequences of not being optimally hydrated. We will go through some tips and tricks that I use to help me out um, when it comes to staying hydrated so you can make sure that you're also staying hydrated by using my own tips. I know I find it really, really hard to stay hydrated. So let's really hope that this helps. We will also discuss like best sources for optimal hydration. And we will also discuss some not so good sources that may not help you to stay hydrated and might dehydrate you further. You know, it's sort of a false sense of security where you think that it is liquid and it is a hydrating source, but some things are there in the market that they don't actually hydrate you. They actually do the opposite. These are just some of the things that I've learned along the way uh, that may help you. So I just wish um, I had the same resources for myself straight after weight loss surgery as it would have helped me a lot as well. If any of you have any tips for me, I would also love to hear from you. So please, you know, make sure you join our Facebook discussion group, Join the Losers Bench, for which I will link you to in the show notes as well. So, you know, we can keep this conversation going offline as well. So let's get started, guys, today. It is a common fact that, you know, once you have weight loss surgery, the absorption of water into your system gets very limited. If you add that to the fact that, you know, your calorie intake drops drastically as well, and most of the food that we consume before contained water that you're not going to be having a lot of since post-surgery, you will soon see that, you know, this will be that you will have a severe lack of hydration and you will need to supplement a lot of it post-surgery. What I mean by that is that obviously, you know, your um, half your stomach's gone. So not more, more than half, 80% of your stomach's gone. And that helps to absorb water, your stomach. So that's one source that is gone. And the other thing is that after surgery, um, you're asked to concentrate on proteins. So because you're eating more proteins and your stomach is so tiny, 
you won't get the vegetables in or fruits in. So fruits and vegetables are a very high source of water. So that's another source of water that you're losing. And as you know, for those of you that have done a low carb keto type diet, you do lose a lot of water in that way as well. So proteins drain your water sources as well. So as you can see, you're starting off on the back foot because the proteins dries you up as well. So you need to make sure that your high protein diet is also supplemented with water. The other thing is that you're not allowed to drink water up to half an hour after you have something to eat. So that's another reason why people don't include the water because trying to count the timing and all that, sometimes you just get lazy and it becomes a less of a priority. So yeah, all of these things in combination increases your need for water tenfold post-surgery. I know after my surgery, I felt really, really thirsty and I felt really dizzy. Um, I had, you know, instances where I felt like I was going to faint. So I would say that, you know, straight after surgery that a lot of the negative things that you feel or like your body feels apart from obviously major things like a leak or something or fever those are serious most of those negative feelings are because of the lack of water so staying like hydrated after your surgery is very important for your vital organs as well so they can work towards their peak performance as well as that, it needs to keep cells and hair and skin eliminating waste and looking its best. So did you know that your body actually is made up of about 65% of water? So yeah, we really do need the water. Um, water in our system is essential as well for our, all the physiological processes that go through our body, like digestion, absorption of nutrition and also excretion. It is also essential for circulation and it acts as a transport vehicle for nutrients to be distributed throughout your body as well. So all those vitamins that we're taking post-surgery, well then it needs water to carry it all to the right places. So just to summarize, basically this is the whole process of the body to keep us alive. So you know, putting, sending the nutrition, absorption, the cells, the skin, your vital organs working properly. It's all to sustain life. So we need water to live and for our body to sustain life. Yeah, basically, it's just that basic. That's just how important water is. They say we can live without food for months, but only seven days without water and then we will die. So I hope you see just how important water is to us. It is such an essential part of living. I can't emphasize enough what chaos the lack of water in our system can cause. So trust me, like I said, I have personally experienced it a few times. And now I'm just so careful and I'm always, you know, walking around with a bottle of water to make sure that I don't ever have to go through that again. This was more so in the early days, but I haven't been complacent. So I am still really careful about it. I don't want to take it for granted. I've also read like in a lot of the Facebook group chats about people who have gone through dehydration related issues and, you know, had to go to ED um, due to the effects of dehydration. They've passed out, like they said, like, you know, my children found me on the bedroom floor or in the shower, I passed out or, you know, in the kitchen or in the laundry. And, you know, it's pretty scary, like if you're home alone and that happens to you. 
it is a medical emergency. So, you know, you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Another reason to keep an eye on your hydration is because the human body also loses a lot of water just living, doing everyday things like, you know, just breathing, sweating, urination, bowel movements. To top all of that off, just normal activities like even walking around your house, our bodies are using water. Water gets expended. And the other thing is that our bodies are not capable of storing water anywhere. So we have to keep replenishing it on a daily basis. So your body, you know, needs the water to be replenished on a day-to-day basis. And they suggest that, you know, it's normally a two liters that we need to have in a day. Your body will tell you when you're um, had enough water and it'll also tell you when you haven't had enough water. You need to be able to identify the signs when your body needs water and when your body has had enough water. So some signs to look for when your body has had enough water are that you will have decreased hunger. So thirst often masks itself as hunger. So try and drink some water and see how you feel. Um, Another sign that, you know, your body is in good condition and is hydrated is that you will have frequent bowel movements. I know as a WLS patient, we go through a lot of constipation and that could be because we just don't have enough water. And we get constipated because the body is just searching for water from anywhere and so it can take it out of your stools, which make it then harder and then you obviously get constipated. Another sign that you're really well hydrated is that you will have improved memory. So you will have less brain fog and you will also have more clearer thinking. So if you feel like, you know, your brain is not functioning properly, it could be that you're dehydrated. The other sign being optimally hydrated is having a good mood. So if you're not irritable and, you know, you're really happy and every, you're content, all that's to do with the fact that you're adequately hydrated. So another thing that hydration does is it flushes all the toxins out of your body. So that's another reason why you need to make sure that you're adequately hydrated. Being hydrated also eliminates lethargy and fatigue. I know I went through a lot of lethargy and fatigue at the beginning of my journey. I think the first four to six weeks I was pretty much bedridden I couldn't move and now I realize that it's probably because of dehydration also being hydrated eliminates headaches so if you've got like a slight headache it's it is a very distinct kind of headache that you get if you're dehydrated yeah so you need to be able to identify the signs of that as well and also the other thing is it eliminates dizziness that's something I hear a lot on some of the Facebook groups about the dizziness. Sometimes water alone doesn't help you to get through that. Sometimes it's also a lack of electrolytes. So you've got to make sure that, you know, you're having or replacing electrolytes as well as just water as well. So these are all signs to keep front of mind for optimal hydration and health. So now let's go through what, you know, dehydration looks like so that you know when to identify if you're getting dehydrated that you can sort of think oh hang on a second I better start drinking more water so some of the signs to look for for mild dehydration you get thirsty um, you have a dry mouth you've got dry lip and not peeing as much 
and also some muscle cramps. So if you experience, you know, any of those, those are just signs of mild dehydration and it will give you the chance to rectify it before it gets worse. From then it can progress on to moderate dehydration and that looks like sunken eyes, um, very, very dry mouth, skin looks pale and not bouncy, decreased output of urine. So like, you know, you you notice probably that you haven't gone the whole day maybe. And when you do go, you have a really dark yellow urine. So that's not good. And obviously the headache. So headaches come when you're moderately dehydrated. So that's a really good sign to keep out for and, you know, start to sort of do something about it. The next progression, obviously, is severe hydration. So with that, you obviously have all the signs of the mild and moderate dehydration um, symptoms. But with severe dehydration, you tend to get a rapid heartbeat. Um, you get the rapid breathing. Uh, you'll probably have nausea and also you'll have a lack of energy. And also more serious um, complications occur, like, you know, you'll have confusion and also you'll probably faint, you'll have the sunken eyes and you'll have really dark concentrated urine. So this is where you've got to note that, you know, severe hydration is a medical emergency and it needs to be treated immediately in hospital. So note to self is not to get yourself to that point and just keep sipping all day long. So yeah, please note, I'm not a medical professional. I'm just going through what I have been through myself. And this is just based on my experience. So, you know, if anything seems not so right, just please go and see the doctor because at the end of the day, it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> Obviously, now you know what to look out for to be hydrated. You know what to look out for when you're dehydrated. Now let's go through some tips on how to stay hydrated. So what I personally do is every morning I have a bottle of a big bottle that is two liters. I have one at work that's a one liter bottle and I have a bottle at home that's two liters. And what I do is that I fill my bottle at work if I'm at work with the one liter and I make sure that I get through that before I get home. And with my bottle of water that I have at home, I make sure that I at least go through one litre of that. So I know by the end of the day that I've had my two litres. Now, because obviously during the times of COVID, we are at home and most of the time I'm pretty bad when I'm at home. I don't drink as much. I am more disciplined when I'm at work. But anyway, <laughs> what to do? I fill in my two litre bottle of water and then I keep filling from that into a bottle that I have with a straw that I drink off because I don't want accidentally to take a big gulp and regret it. Because as you know, post-surgery, sometimes it's really hard to drink water and you forget that, you know, you mindlessly start to drink that, you know, you can't gulp. So that's why I have a bottle that I can sip. So I transfer that water into my sipping bottle and I make sure that, you know, I get through my two liters. So that is just my tip for how I get my water in and that way it's doing two things it's measuring and keeping track of how much I'm drinking and also it's visual so I always carry a bottle with me wherever I go even if it's a small trip to the shops I always have my bottle with me because I feel that 
every sip counts and um, we should be sipping, not just taking gulps because it just goes through your sleeve. So to retain the water, it's important that we keep sipping. So basically, you know, the other tip that I have is to make sure that you're tracking your intake. You can do this by downloading an app that reminds you to drink water at certain intervals. That's another tip. Or get one of those bottles that has like a visual reminder of how much water you should be having in a day and what time you should be having so much by. I have seen them being sold at, um, you know, places where you can get your bariatric supplies. I personally don't have one of those bottles, but they are very handy, I think. If you find that water is too hard to drink, why don't you try some cordial that is, you know, no, no sugar or some kind of maybe put some lemon in it or a cucumber with it or some strawberries, just something to make it more palatable for you to drink. And also another tip that I have for you is drink water if you feel hungry, because sometimes that can mean that, you know, you're dehydrated as well. Sometimes dehydration masks as hunger. So tie that first. And always, always, always be vigilant and check the color of your urine so you know if you're adequately hydrated. That is something that I do a lot now because I am so petrified of being dehydrated that every time I do a wee, I check that the color is clear or, you know, it's not dark. And if it is dark, then I make sure that I keep drinking a lot. I also try really hard to get my water in the mornings before I have my breakfast. Only because we can't drink half an hour after eating. So most of the time we tend to be grazing on food all day. So it might never be the right time to drink. So as a result of that, I try to get as much as I can drunk in the morning. And I know some people do their drinking in the evening. So you find what's comfortable for you and you can do that. Don't ignore a dry mouth. So if you do feel like your lips are drying and your mouth is drying, just take a sip of water. And that's why it's really handy to have a bottle of water with you all the time. Another source of water that you can indirectly have is to eat fruits that are high in water contents. So things like watermelon, strawberries, oranges, cucumbers, cherries, grapes, tomatoes, just to name a few, they have a lot of water content in them. So they would help you to stay hydrated as well. I find that, you know, at the beginning of your journey, you won't be able to do all that because obviously, you know, you have to prioritize eating your protein. But later on, you know, these are some ideas of how to get hydrated and stay hydrated. And, you know, eating salads and that is a bit hard at the beginning. Um, I was only able to eat salad probably after about a month of my surgery and to be comfortable eating that. So, you know, obviously vegetables have a lot of water in it as well, like lettuce and cucumbers. I also personally prefer to drink coconut water and I make sure that I buy the ones that are no sugar. You have to read and make sure that it is 100% coconut water because sometimes, you know, they sell things that are saying it's coconut water, but it's actually, you know, full of sugar and stuff. I also have every other day I have like a hydrolyte. I just find that that keeps me on track and I am not 100% sure if it is healthy to have. According to my doctor, she said that's fine. You can keep drinking that every day if you want as well. But I just find every other day works for me. I also, you know, sometimes drink Gatorade Zero or Powerade Low Sugar as they also have the electrolytes in it. So coconut water, hydrolyte, Gatorade, Powerade, they all have the electrolytes in it. Um, the only thing you need to watch out for is that it has no sugar because that sort of sabotages your weight loss journey. 
And um, sometimes water alone, you know, is not enough. So um, you need to basically replace all the minerals, essential minerals that we lose as well. Another fave of mine is cranberry juice. I drink a lot of cranberry juice because I get a lot of UTI. So if I don't drink a lot of water and um, I know, then I will get a urine infection. So I make sure that I drink cranberry juice, juice just to avoid that. Types of fluid to stay away from. Now, this is important to know because these things actually dehydrate you further. An occasional drink of this obviously doesn't hurt you, but it is best to stay away from these. And um, those are things like alcohol, as alcohol obviously dehydrates you, and caffeine. I used to be a coffee lover before the operation, and then I went off it for a while, and then I'm back onto it now, but I only have one coffee a day. Again, you know, keep this to a minimum. Um, because it can also be dehydrating, sorry. Another one is like energy drinks, not to be confused with sports drinks. These drinks, like energy drinks, like, you know, the Mother and um, V's and all of them, they can be very dehydrating as well. Post-surgery, it is also very important or best to be to avoid carbonated drinks as they offer no nutritional value and they actually sabotage your weight loss goals. Another thing to keep out away from is like flavored milks. Um, they're also another bad choice as they're laden with sugar and uh, it doesn't have any nutritional value. So they're just empty calories that, you know, that is sabotaging your weight loss goals. So I hope today um, helped you understand and gave you a bit more clarity on how important it is to stay hydrated. And um, it shows you like, you know, what chaos, the water, lack of water can cause in your system. And I hope you got some good tips and tricks as to how to stay hydrated as well. We as WLS patients need to be so vigilant about keeping our bodies working at its peak. So we need to work extra hard to achieve that. And any help that, you know, anyone can give us obviously would be of importance. Um, so guys, that's all we have time for today. And I'm hoping to be back next week with a very interesting topic. And that is bias remorse. So <laughs> we will talk about like, you know, the mindset that we fall into afterwards and the regret and just those initial feelings that we mentally go through. So um, until next week, guys, have a great week. And I hope to see you all next week. That's a wrap, losers, for this week on Join the Losers Bench. Hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, please hit subscribe, like and share with your friends, family or with anyone that is considering surgery and wants to be a loser. We appreciate your feedback, so give us a rating and please review our podcast. Join our Facebook group, Join the Losers Bench, for more discussions, tips and tricks and make sure you enjoy the community and support. Don't forget to look at show notes for any links and resources. And remember... Everything you ever wanted is sitting on the other side of fear.